Hi beautiful friend, this is Claire and The Art of Life. You might notice on my website just now that I've shifted a lot and have tidied up a lot and I'm very excited to be entering another new phase of clarity and fulfilment and direction, purpose in my work. Um, if you've been following me for some years, you might notice that I do change and shake things up a lot. And in my earlier incarnations on like mainstream and social media and so on, there was always this pressure to to brand or, or define or as um, business gurus nowadays love to talk about, like to create continuity in our work. And yeah, there's a certain um, truth in in continu continuity. There's a certain validity to it, but really, um, the only continuous, con the only true continuity, the only true continuous in our lives is that everything changes. And I think that's something we're really losing sight of today, where. The world is is deep in this cul-de-sac, banging our head against the far wall of the cul-de-sac, pushing to control everything, to have a tightness around everything, and uh, a a prescription around everything, to have everything fully. Um, prepared for and tidied up before it's even happened. Um, I think most of us know that that's a pretty psychotic approach to life and it's not a successful approach to life either. We all know that in life things happen and I don't mean just, you know, bad things that, that stop everything for a while in our life, stop all the, the normal um, daily routines in our life. But, I mean, life in general is very dynamic. Um, it's such a, a fallacy that we can create this, this absolutely static stability that we can somehow be safe and comfortable and wrapped in cotton wool or wrapped in syringes and jib-jabs and and guarantees from governments and um, fail-safes and assurances and insurances and um, always being able to fall back on suing somebody <laughs> for what is essentially us co-creating our reality. And um, I've had some deep discussions with some folk lately about removing myself and my work from under their organisation or being associated with their agency. And it, it usually is centred around, the discussion is usually centred around what co-creation is and the, the difference between mental co-creation and full-bodied, more than the sum of the parts, co-creation. Um, and this is another one of the great sticking points for humanity at this time in particular is our believing that we are individual and believing that our that our actions 
don't reverberate forever, don't radiate out into the world, into this planet and this world, into the environment, into the air. And in the energy of our actions don't radiate out into everything. And then beyond, beyond our planet, like everything doesn't stop at the edge of the <laughs> at the edge of the atmosphere. Um as humans in this modern time we've been becoming increasingly obsessed with difference and with boundary between things, with scales and spectrums, and instead of being inspired, enthused, in immersed in pleasure by the rainbow, the spectrum, the biodiversity, the thrill of all the different layers of life, were instead focused on the things that separate one layer from another as if it's a big thick black line and we talk about this as a as a map of reality we talk about this black line as if it were all that mattered when really there isn't a black line there the black line is just a, a construct a map a conceptualization a, an abstract of the reality of a rainbow of biodiversity of plants and animals which all interweave and interbreed and interaffect each other and then and codepend. Um, if there's one thing that we can say about life, it's that it's in, in, entirely complex and entirely undefinable. And yet we have been obsessed over the centuries with tying it down, labelling it, pinning it into a, a cabinet, into a, a display case. And I think that, again, we're coming to this point where we have to like we, we have to make a decision in a way about whether we're actually going to live this life that we've been given, this gift of life, or whether we're going to um, try and box it up and store it away in a cupboard for later. <laughs> and... And really the, the question of the jib-jab, the question of submitting and being coerced by authority out of our inalienable rights, that really is a question of whether or not we're alive, whether or not we're living, whether or not we're re really in this life, really occupying it, really immersed in it, really fully breathing it and feeling it. And, and it's an important choice. It's not a choice we make once or twice or even a million times it's an infinite choice in the every moment it's an infinite choice in every moment that exists the moments are not separated by little marks or points or one second or one minute or one day one hour one week the every moment is this living vibration of this time where things are like this and now they're like this and now they're like this. And us as containers, as sacred vessels, as holy grail, permitting or not life to live through us, we are the co-creators, we are the alchemist, the architect even. But again, even alchemist and architect gives us this feeling of being a commander. <laughs> you know, commanding life to um, lay down to us. And, and there's a, a huge difference between commanding 
and mastery, the mastery, the beautiful mastery, not of the hierarchy, not of patriarchy, not of mastering over another living being, but the mastery, the divine alchem alchemical alignment of us living our life well, living our life as an art, making an art of it, not buying stuff to give us a sense of identity, not taking a role that's been given to us by the world outside, but simply living in this moment, living powerfully, freely, alively in us. So I thought I'd do a, a podcast a bit different from usual because I, I often um, have a word or a phrase, a subject that I want to um, speak to and it usually bubbles up in me and, and comes to this place of, oh, I must podcast on this, I must speak this out into the ether. But something that's been happening increasingly through the, the deep, deep conversations I'm having one-on-one -on -one and two-on-two -on -two and three-on-three -three and probably at the most four-on-four, -four, um, I've been noticing that the intimacy of that exchange is extremely powerful and has its own life, like it has its own powerful life. I've noticed for myself and like for many of us who are coming out of mainstream and finding more conducive structures or non-structures, but containers, threads of connection, um, circles to communicate in and commune in, we're finding that a lot of the structures, even the new structures, the more decentralised, um, horizontal, circular structures that we're using, there's nothing really that has the power of a one-on-one -on -one exchange, a two-on-one, a three-on-one exchange, where there isn't an overarching subject that we have to adhere to or a set of rules that we're actually sovereign beings speaking from the now. And The, the great fear that is stamped into us, <laughs> that is beaten into us in our conventional mainstream reality in Western life, as it were, life in inverted commas, is that if we don't have structures, if we don't have rules, chaos will reign and we won't be able to control it and everything will go to pot, everything will go to ruin, whack and ruin. Um, that's not my experience of life at all. I, I have a very strong experience wherever I've lived that in fact where there's less authority and less governmental, council, commune, municipality, control, in fact people just get on with their lives and they get on with being cooperative communities, wholes. They get on with fixing things together taking care of each other. Uh, even when I lived in the high-rises in Edinburgh, in Scotland, the capital city of Scotland, even when I lived there, in what was supposedly labelled barely months previously as one of the most, the roughest areas in the whole of Europe, the most deprived or depraved or whatever, povertous communities in the whole of Europe, um, I never felt such a powerful, I had not felt at that point such a powerful community force and such a natural camaraderie, 
people helping each other, people banding together. It was very easy to organise events together. Um, a bit hard to convince can people to convince folk that they were actually they actually had a lot of resources to hand and a lot of power. That was really hard to share. But on the whole, there was this absolute we are in this together in a way that there absolutely was not in all the other sur- suburbs of Edinburgh that I'd lived in that were supposedly more higher culture, in inverted commas, with a small H. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, really, really interesting what's going on with, with collective sharing, collective inquiry, collective unveiling and digesting of what's going on in the world. Um, in this kind of church that I feel that I have with these other folk in the few small groups that I'm communicating with, just two or three other people, I have this beautiful sense of coming back to source, coming back to the core. And in simply having daily conversations, um, no agenda as to when we should meet, no routine in allowing it to be absolutely free, everybody in their own time zones, speaking freely into the group, into the towards the other person, and the other person catching it, witnessing it in their free time. These are these are profoundly um liberating tools, profoundly liberating the when I, I feel a tension at the end of the day and I'm lying in bed and I'm I'm not with a partner just now and I don't have somebody to offload with or digest the day or or plan the next day with. It's an incredible thing to just pick up a wee microphone device in my phone and send a message to a friend in Northern Ireland, a friend in Tasmania, a friend in America. It's an incredible thing, an incredible thing to be able to commune, albeit over great distance and missing that warm, carne, um, meaty embrace and physical warmth of another being. But there's something that's being cultivated in the practice, the commitment and the the building up of the energy in the container um, that makes it good, that makes it right and makes it fulfil what we need and that's freaking powerful that again is something that proves that we are co-creative and that our co-creative power is incredibly powerful that it didn't take many sessions during the so-called lockdown for me to understand that there was a power in an, an intimacy and an energy that could be transmitted in these spaces even though it was like a bunch of little screens on a bigger screen and an electronic transmission of voice into my ear rather than the person's actual voice. There was still enough of a um, magicking up of their presence from the other side of the world that I could commune with them energetically. That's very powerful. It just reminds us again that we're, reminds me and the people that I connect with the living men and women that I connect with reminds us that we are that we are one 
and that we do commune across time and space and that we do co-create across time and space. And when one unravels, unveils the power over a period of years, months, weeks even, between one living being and another living being who've never been in the same room physically in the 3D, it's a, it's a whole other dimension thinking how that would scale up and what would happen if you had three people communicating in that way, in that open, free, spontaneous, living way where no one was being judged or restricted, nobody was controlling the other, nobody was trying to impress on the others their importance when everyone was not valued equally as in they all get a piece of the cake that's exactly the same measure, <laughs> but valued equally as in we're all just present and we're all just witnessing each other and each person pops in when they can, each person sits when they can, but there's no boundary that holds us in and there's also no boundary that keeps us out. And this has been an interesting discussion around inclusivity and how we keep our work open to the world just now when things are closing down um, when the mainstream is closing its doors to, <laughs> if you haven't got a green pass um, or a, a great list of jib jabs in your jib jab book oh my 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 um it's a very interesting concept, the concept of governmental or pharmaceutical concept of inclusion versus, and it is versus, real inclusion, like the reality of inclusion, what inclusion really is. Not a concept, not a list of prerequisites or a list of the people we are going to include. We're either being inclusive or we're not. And I've just had a very interesting discussion with an art organisation that I was very aligned with a few years ago, very, very aligned with and very excited about working with and really loved working with and had the most extraordinary, beautiful experiences with guests who would come from the other side of the world, stay in my art house with me, paint side by side with me in the studio, tra travel with me to nearby places, sit in the bar, have a laugh, um, celebrate, go to an event. Um, incredible life-changing experiences, both for the, the visitor and myself. And yet, suddenly, I'm receiving an email from them that's saying, oh, all of our artists and guests are now, you know, for your safety, we'll be very happy to take a jib-jab and or a test. <clears throat> and to follow CDC guideline, guidelines. <clears throat> um, I was very shocked to hear that, very glad in a way because I've felt them pussyfooting around this for a long time and it's better that it's out in the open that that is what their stance is and that's what they believe in. And yes, yeah, some very interesting discussions unfolded in the last few days around them wanting to be inclusive and wanting to support people to carry on being creative at this time, which is a wonderful, heartfelt, genuine stance and intention, a beautiful sentiment. 
it would be beautiful if it was if there was a deep education behind it if there was a wider wide super wide panoramic perspective of what's going on in the world if there were even just a small bit unveiled here there and everywhere of what what the mainstream is being coerced into but the fact of the upscaling of the organization and that that it now has to by definition has to operate on effectively a corporate model the nature of the energetic harvesting of artists and artists work even though they're getting a good you know cash back for it getting good payment for it on a very small level on a very small energetic level of course it is empowering one person at a time to pay a lot of money to an, an organization in an office in america somewhere to meet up with an artist to have really strong quality time with them to have this invested time with a another liberated creative being who has a certain mastery of a practice a certain practice and can transmit that and share that with the person who's visiting but taking it all apart the harvesting of the energy the payoff in coin the hierarchy of who can afford to come to these holidays the hierarchy of the artist getting effectively 50% of the income from the holiday the immense amount of work that the artist puts into this and the minimal amount of work that goes on in terms of administration for a holiday like this and then on top of that the the restrictive quality of an effective contract i didn't have a contract a signed contract there's like a general agreement but there's not a signed contract that says you are committed to this the agenda just now the the following of etc um protocols or or um mainstream pharmaceutical agenda protocols um but the email that came through to my inbox was presenting that as if it were a contract as if it were assumed that we would all submit to this um giving away of my inalienable right and everybody's inalienable right to not be interfered with medically not be interfered with by a modality that we don't believe in a very very destructive modality that has caused havoc to the world's health and that is in the final solution lockdown into a dynamic that is essentially a depopulation agenda the this the supposed innocence of this statement and even the the righteousness of the statement saying that of course we've got to just do this because we're a big company and we just have to do this it just absolutely smacks of people saying that it was just their job when they had to go and turn the tap on in the gas chambers in Nazi Germany it it is very much a parable thing it's very much a comparable thing and it's hard to it's hard to get that across without sounding like a tin foil hat or without sounding to a mainstream person who has probably had a great amount of their spirit quelled by recent events and mainstream propaganda pouring 24 hours a day into their brain 
and the tension of this unseen enemy that is getting up everyone's noses and into everyone's ears and orifices. <clears throat> but the <clears throat> the power of having done the hard work of studying all the different aspects of what is going on in the world right now, in terms of the, the medical agenda in particular, um, the, the empowerment of knowing the vitality of knowing what my real health is, the vitality and empowerment of knowing what is right and what is wrong and being able to see with crystal clear vision what is the right way, what is the wrong way. I see a person who's running a large organisation and earning a lot of money from it and living in a very highly consumer culture. I see their righteous stance of, oh, we're just trying to do the right thing and it's just temporary, you know, it's just temporary. It's, I'm sorry that I have a very, very different view of that. And I don't mean sorry, I mean, but excuse me. I have a very different view of that and I have a panoramic view of it. It's very different. I have the facts. I know what the science is. I know what isn't the science. I know what our, our inalienable rights are and I know what is being done to our inalienable rights through coercion and manipulation that are nothing to do with health, nothing to do with vitality or human rights or empowerment or truth, even just the most basic thing, truth, the truth. And collectively, what this person is presenting to me, as much as I love this person, I love this woman, and I love her, loved her organisation and what they're doing in the world, and they are creating magical, beautiful experiences. But, and it's fucking huge, but, like massive skyscraper, but, they're missing a really large part of the story. <clears throat> around how powerfully co-creative we are, which is so ironic. It's an arts organisation all about natural, genuine artisan creativity. Our co-creative power is infinite. I don't mean just using like to the nth degree, like an exaggeration of how powerful we are. I mean, our co-creative power is actually infinite. It radiates out forever through time, through space, through other beings. It affects everyone and everything. And it might be that we don't know that yet or we can't conceptualise it because we're not feeling our body and we can't know the feeling of it. But I can guarantee you, <laughs> I give you a guarantee here, it is so, I know it. I know it through my whole being and I know it beyond my being because I am connected, embodied, woken up. And I don't mean woke, awake. There's, you know, that these are really dodgy labels to put on things. But I know that I was numb and I know that through a very long process over several decades, I unnumbed myself. And so I feel, and because I feel so much, because my sentience has been unraveled from all the things that say, all the norms in inverted commas and civilised, um, yeah, civilised civilized norms in inverted commas, even though all of that is saying the opposite, I know what is true. 
even though the norms tell me that I should lower my voice or not speak with emotion or be ashamed of my body or um, not say no and that I should be flexible or should stay calm when someone's trying to implement uh, a depopulation agenda on me. <laughs> um, no, I won't. And something I've noticed in the last couple of years in particular is <clears throat> something that was maybe a bit more delayed before where somebody would say something and I would feel strongly about it later. I'm noticing that my feeling is coming into the here and now and my feeling is entirely appropriate to every situation. And if there's a big wave of strong emotion that comes up, it expresses itself in the same way that symptoms express themselves in my body. And it's just the truth. It's just what's right. And it's just the truth. I might stumble over my words. I might offend somebody sometimes. I might have somebody react very aggressively towards me because they don't like a woman raising her voice or they don't like a woman having an, an opinion or they feel that my opinion is contrary to theirs when in fact it's actually a wider view than theirs and I am informed with the truth and I'm trying to get across to them that they are being informed by something that is not based on the truth. Um, so you know, all kinds of crazy can unravel from that but at the end of the day, I accept full responsibility as well, not not to take other people's shit because they don't like my views or they don't like me expressing myself. But I'm willing to still occupy my full space in the world and be careful about who I get real with, who I get truthful with, and to gauge the right words in the right time and to the best of my ability with what mastery I do have of living the art of life. I try to speak as helpfully as I can to widen the perspective that people have and widen what is ultimately their, their own power and their own power to co-create. Because ultimately, right now on planet Earth, we are co-creating this mess. We have been doing for millennia. And mostly in this moment, sort of half of us are co-creating through our own subconscious that we're not aware of being manipulated, whereas a lot of other people are co-creating positively from an integrated subconscious, an active subconscious, which isn't sub-anything, isn't separate from the awoken conscious or the, wake, the waking conscious. Um... And that difference is very significant because a person who really understands how their their effects radiate out into the world will have absolutely no qualms about acting passionately in every moment to everything, whereas a person who has been programmed to stop and think first and think about the right way in inverted commas, which isn't the right way at all, it's the fucking wrong way. But the right way, as the government has said, as the CDC has said, whatever CDC stands for, what the jib-jab says, what the, the current mainstream agenda is and propaganda is around COVID. So 
there is the way, there is a right way with a capital R. There is for the good of the whole. There is a difference between that and for, in inverted commas, the good of the whole, which is a perversion and manipulated destructive force through our subconsciously having been tricked into thinking that there's this evil danger out there that we can't see and seemingly which doesn't even give us symptoms and yet it's killing us really yeah really um our co-creative ability depends on us being deeply connected with our own sense of right and our own feeling but a deep sense of it, not a, a programmed mental construct of it. And that's the thing I, I feel as humans that we really struggle with. Like we can have a whole constructed universe in our brain that's purely cerebral. And we can go about in life, in this 3D, 4D, 5D, 10D world, purely in that construct that our brain is projecting out onto everything. It's labelling everything as bad that is probably good and everything is good which is probably bad but that mental construct is absolutely preventing us really interacting with the real world and it's a head fuck it's a loophole that we makes us think question everything but this is what the important thing is it, it comes down to it we can only depend on our feeling we can only know truth through feeling and through our own senses that's the great beauty of it and the great power of it. And perhaps the downfall <laughs> is if we've been made numb, if we've been medicated, if we've been indoctrinated and manipulated, then and encouraged very strongly in every area of life to not listen to our feeling, to push down our what wants to be expressed and to ignore what doesn't feel right. If we don't have access to our full feeling, then we can't act from that full feeling because we can't even feel it. So, yeah, I've got another session coming up very soon. Um, on the first of every month, I do a live session painting. You'd be so welcome to come along, really welcome. Um, we do it on the Jitsi app or it's a bit like Zoom. Um, it's just a little link that you click on. You'll find it below this video or, uh, sorry, it's not a video, <laughs> below this podcast in the text and or you can visit my website and click somewhere or other. You'll find a link to a blog about the living painting sessions. Painting intuitively and spontaneously and without an agenda is one of the purest forms of self-expression and it is a direct way with a capital W to source and to our core. Um, it brings everything up, everything will come to the surface, everything. And it also wakes up in us um, 
the natural process of things coming to the surface. It's a divine act and it's an act of coming back to our divine co-creative capacity. When we're lined up in ourself, we line up with everything else. When we're lined up with core and source within ourself, we line up with other people who are connected with core and source in the world. And consequently, we line up the universe. We actively line up the universe. We align the universe. And that's our work. It's really simple. We think our work is pulling and pushing and striving and straining and manipulating and fiddling and poking and prodding and um, chaining things. And it's, it's just not. It's not. That's not our purpose at all. Our purpose is to co-create and our co-creative capacity is currently being horribly enslaved, really horribly enslaved and turned into a weapon, a weaponized, energetic trickery instead of being this incredibly beautiful, harmonious capacity to alchemize life itself so again i welcome you along i also welcome you to join me on patreon or connect with me privately um, via my website i welcome you to join the living in gift course uh, which isn't a course sorry i always call it that it's not a course it's a transmission it's something you can read like a course you can, it's it's like a course but it's not a course um, something you can dip into, you can do back to front, you can play around with. Um, but yeah, you can contact me through that website too, livingingift.com or through whatartisfor.com or clairegalloway.com. And join me on Patreon to support my work. It's always fantastic, even if you're using the lowest contribution that you can. It's an incredible thing to have an extra dollar a month it really is it goes a long way I can tell you it might make the difference between whether or not I have a loaf of bread or a, a pint of milk uh, in an average week so really truly I'm hugely grateful for any support you can give um, I don't ask for a lot but I ask for enough and um, yeah thank you for contributing to that get in touch I also do private one-on-one -on -one sessions and I'm very flexible around reciprocal gifting. My art is also by mutually agreeable gifting. It's not contractually priced or done in the conventional, sold in the conventional sense. So if you love my art, ask for it and we'll have a, a living discussion around it and find an agreement that's right for both of us. And um, if you want to work with me, just let me know too. I don't do conventional work relationships. I don't work within hierarchy. I work horizontally and co-creatively and I'd love to chat with you about that and I'd love to share what I, what I know and transmit my creative outpourings and my merit gained in terms of wealth, health and happiness, fulfilment. So yeah, do come and join me. Um, much love to you. Blessings on your day. Blessings on your life. Blessings on everything. And 
most of all, blessings on your sovereignty. Ciao.